It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The Dave Hooker Show. A presentation of Off the Hook Sports. Objective insight. Expertise. Top guest. Available on YouTube, Apple, Spotify, and the Off the Hook Sports app. Download now for free. Also available on offthehooksports.com. I compute and obey. Now to Dave Hooker. Here we go. It is on for the next hour with Caleb Calhoun. I am Dave Hooker, and we're off and running. You made it to a Friday, and it's uh, Football Friday with Fred. Fred White, former lineman, will join us. Uh, up Safety will join us to talk um, one of Tennessee's up-and-coming stars maybe in the NFL, lineman Byron Young. He may be a little bit better than even we think. Fred had a very interesting comparison, so we'll get to that. Good morning, Travis. Please hit that thumbs up button. We greatly appreciate that. Also, Tennessee advances in the SEC tournament, and I caught all kinds of Hades for saying they should throw it. Maybe I was joking. I wasn't. And also, I'll tell you that Creed 3 was very good. I saw that last night with the fam. Uh, Very, very strong, Caleb. I was very impressed. I went in there a little bit mad that they excluded Sylvester Stallone altogether, but um, that was a really good movie. One of the best sports movies I've seen in a while. Really? Was it? So have all three Creeds been highly reviewed? I'm trying to think about it. Yeah, Um, the the first two were really good, and the, the one last night may have been better, actually. And I'm kind of excited. You know, I'm not a huge movie guy. My son is. I'm not a huge movie guy, but Tom Cruise saved movie theaters. 
He really did with Top Gun 2. And Steven Spielberg said this recently. There are, when I started seeing the movie posters that were up, there's Air, the thing about how Nike signed Jordan, Michael Jordan. I'm excited to see that. Um, There, it, it, I think he saved movie theaters because I was just fine with never going back again during and after COVID. You know what's weird about Top Gun and Top Gun 2? And then it's funny you bring up Air. The weird thing about these movies is they, these are two types of like, okay, Top Gun's a military movie, but you never actually see any battles. You know what I mean? You just see practice, basically. And like Top Gun 2? Top Gun, the original. The ori- Well, you do see him mix it up with the MiGs. Yeah, true. But you know what I mean. You know, it was a battle battle. I see what you're saying. Uh, I had two, um, <laughs> in 1992, Caleb, we had a, a VCR machine. Maybe you've heard of those. Oh, I know about those. I, yeah. You know, and I love that you call it a VCR machine and not just yes. a VCR. But, you know. Yes, a contraption. I had two cassette tapes. One was of the 1992 Video Music Awards with Guns N' Roses on it. And I had another that was Top Gun. So when it comes to Top Gun, if you have any questions... I'm your guy. Oh, interesting. Okay. Because I could just watch those two over and over my entire freshman year. I'd take one out, pop the other one in. Take one (laughs) out, pop the other one in. That's literally what I did. Wow, interesting. See, my favorite thing about, because you brought up Creed 3, the funny thing to me about sports movies is like, I've I've done my Hoosiers rant. I love to break down the X's and O's of sports movies. Like, okay, would this play really work in this moment? So, like, remember the Titans to me is so stupid. Because the last play, remember the Titans, they need an 80-yard touchdown to win with three seconds to go. And they call a reverse, and it goes 80 yards. No team is going to allow a running play for 80 yards. That is true. true. (laughs) This one deals, I don't know if you're a boxing guy, but it deals with some of the subtleties of boxing and boxing dirty and how to defend that. Uh, Hand skills. So if you like that aspect of it, it's subtle. I don't think most people would see that, but I, I, I... was kind of a boxing guy there back in the day when I was your age, even before your age. But uh, good morning. Was knocking everybody out in like like two minutes, wasn't it? Yeah, but you'd watch the undercards and you, you'd watch the undercard and you would learn about boxing. And then the main event was over in like 90 seconds. You're <laughs> like, all right, dad, thanks for paying $49.99 for that. Wasn't Tyson like the Boise State of boxing, though? Didn't he just fight a bunch of bums like to get undefeated in the 80s? No, he fought everybody, but there were a bunch of bums in the heavyweight division. Yeah, it was like the NFC in the 90s when they would play the AFC in the Super Bowl. They would end up <laughs> playing a bunch of bums, which is basically yeah, it's true. It, 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 it wasn't like he lined up bums like in Rocky Three when he's just being propped up as the champion. But anyway, we've got stuff to get to. Let's talk some Tennessee basketball brought to you by our friends at Craft Treats. Go to crafttreats.com, use the promo code code off the hook promo code off the hook and you'll get 20% off the CBD treats the chill pills that'll help with your pet's digestion issues or the arthritis or how about those anxiety issues be it driving or maybe social anxiety chill pills will help and use the promo code off the hook they've got great holistic non-CBD products as well yes Travis Travis is already weighing in and he's given me a hard time. And uh, Tennessee is not throwing the SEC tournament, and they did not. So Caleb wrote about this, had an instant reaction piece because he's on fire on offthehooksports.com. 
and you can check that out. So Tennessee is not throwing the tournament. What do you take away from a win against a very average Ole Miss team? I'm not sure they're not throwing the tournament. I think Ole Miss is that bad that they just – Well, that's true. You know, like, I, I put it this way. I'm not sure Tennessee was really giving an effort in that game. Ole Miss fired Kermit Davis. They were all six of seven. Sure, they beat South Carolina, but South Carolina is awful too. Look, these bottom teams in the SEC are really, really bad. They are. I mean, horribly bad. And Ole Miss is right there on that level. On that level, and look, they were ahead of Tennessee, twenty-five to nineteen at the ten-minute mark. And all you really saw yesterday was Tennessee's depth. Even with Zakai Ziegler out, Tennessee's depth showed. I think Barnes played 10 guys yesterday. They're just deeper than Ole Miss, and Ole Miss couldn't hang. And Josiah Jordan-James just had one of those games that he has once every four games where he was pretty good from three. I don't really think that was effort. I think that was, oh, look, Josiah's hitting some threes, and we're a little bit deeper than Ole Miss. So, hey, guys, we might win this game by falling out of bed and showing up. And that might be what happened. No, I think to a large extent it is, and – I do think that, you know, they interviewed Zakai Ziegler on on the sideline. I think there are going to be games coming up, be it in the SEC tournament or obviously the NCAA, where he's going to be missed, especially when somebody has great guard play and he's the defensive stopper. And you're not going to have that with Ziegler. I I love the fact that he was cheery during the sideline interviews. It's so interesting to me how they used to hide players that were injured from the media, uh, you know, maybe an Inky Johnson uh, that at times wanted to talk to the media. And nowadays it's completely different. You want to get them out there. I think it's better for their morale and the medical technology has improved so much that an ACL is not like an ACL used to be. As a matter of fact, an Achilles even isn't even an Achilles injury like it was five, 10 years ago. But what do you make of uh, Tennessee, Uh, this afternoon and what do you think they'll do for the rest of the sec tournament because albeit a lesser opponent they did show up to play for the full 40 minutes maybe not from the get yeah no that that is very true they did um i think missouri look i think i don't think missouri cares about this game either but i think so this could this could be two teams really trying to lose to to get to the tournament because missouri is a top 25 team and so they're for the record, I want to point this out. Dennis Gates, Missouri's coach, should have been coach of the year. He should have been the only SEC coach of the year. They gave it to Buzz Williams and um Jerry Stackhouse together. Should have been Dennis Gates. What he did at Missouri this year to get uh, in his first year was really impressive. They're a top 25 team. They beat Tennessee in a high-scoring affair at Thompson Bowling Arena earlier this year. So I think that Again, this is one of those games where it just depends on whether who's, who is shooting the ball well from three. Because I don't think any of them are going to show too much, you know, out of their sets or, or run their offense that much. To, you know, Tennessee might do that more because I know Josh Ward and Ron Slay have both talked about how maybe they need to kind of work on finding somewhat of a rotation without Zakai Ziegler. I don't buy that. I think they kind of know what they need to do. And I think they know what they can't do. And I don't, if there's something they can't do, they're not going to figure it out in a three-day conference tournament. They're just not. And so I'm kind of more, I think both teams are going to kind of take off in this game. So I don't know who's going to win, honestly. And I don't think, I don't think either team cares who wins. Um, I, th- I think Tennessee has some, I- I'll give Tennessee credit for a little bit more spunk maybe than you, 
not a lot. I mean, it's not like they they should be expected to be just all on top of their game with no Ziegler. They've still got to figure that stuff out. And there's probably more thinking going on on the floor than there uh, needs to be. So, but I, I'll give them slightly more credit than you. I, I think that um, Tennessee is is probably going to win today, and then it's a coin flip on Saturday. So they would play the winner of who? Uh, tomorrow, do you Isn't have it? I think it's Alabama and Florida. The winner of Alabama and Florida is who they play. Does anybody get sick uh, when you see Alabama just out there running around and like everything's okay? And by the way, Brandon Miller did have to visit with the media for the Alabama first- Mississippi State. Sorry to interrupt, but it's Alabama Mississippi State winner of that game. Oh, that's fine. Um, Alabama did have to visit with the media. That means that they've got rules in the SEC and you're dictated by television coverage that you have to visit with the media. So that's the first time that Brandon Miller spoke and uh, he was contrite and all that sort of thing. But just for the record, I mean, I, I, it just it's a bad look for the SEC. And the, this story is going to continue to be churned. This is why I said that they should seriously and they probably did seriously consider shutting down the season. Because this story is going to continue to be churned in the NCAA tournament. And the deeper they go, they're going to continue to be questioned about the whole situation in which Brandon Miller had possession of the gun in the what ended up being a murder. And if they go deep, in the final four, which I don't think they will. I think what's going to happen is this team, and I've covered teams like this before for different reasons. They, they have some sort of emotional uh, hurdle to get over, and then they do, and then it's collapse time. So I think what you'll see out of Alabama, because they're legit, is probably get to the Sweet 16 and, and then collapse. Then it's just like it's too much, and I think that's what you're going to see. So Alabama, in retrospect, will have to ask itself, if I'm right, is a Sweet 16 run – or even better, worth all the negative publicity. I would argue not. As a businessman, I I don't think that that's what you want to portray. And I'm telling you, it's going to be asked over and over again. Wherever they go, be it New York City or Los Angeles, wherever their first-round games are, and I know it will be closer than that, and then the next round, you're going to have a whole new set of reporters, Caleb, that are going to want to ask Brandon Miller the same questions and he is going to have to answer them, and Alabama can't hide him. That's one of the reasons I thought that they should seriously consider shutting the season down. And it's just going to continue to churn, and it's a bad look for Alabama's athletic department in general. So let's think about this long-term, though. Now, if you want to say, Sid Brandon, okay, because I'm mixed on a few things. I don't think Brandon Miller's future should be ruined over this, but I don't think it would be because even if he didn't play the rest of the season, he'd still be a top five draft pick. Most of the NBA scouting now is done from high school players. Agreed. And and so they don't really use the one year in college. So you're not ruining his future. Brandon Miller doesn't care if he wins a national championship at Alabama. That's exactly Um, my point. Yeah. It was a business decision for me. It would not be a moral or ethical decision. It would yeah. be a business decision. That we're, it's not worth the negative pub even to make a Final Four run. Right. It, now, the question is, if you shut the whole season down, does that long-term – does that make it such a bigger deal that it hurts your recruiting even in the future? Or are you better off maybe obviously kicking Darius Miles off the team and maybe sitting Brandon Miller the rest of the year, taking that stance, and then still playing the season to where you say, okay, we have a set of morals, but, I mean – wouldn't shutting the season down just wreck Alabama basketball for recruiting in the future? Like, I just, I, I feel like that would be, that would make it 
that would magnify the stain. So from a business perspective, not moral one, a business one, would that, wouldn't that, wouldn't that end up causing more harm? Caleb, my take is it's already crushed Alabama's basketball program because oh, you think it's done. You, you have to remember, I'm, I, I view this from a father's standpoint because I've got a son that's 18 and it would take an awful lot of convincing, an awful lot of convincing for me not to be concerned about my son playing basketball at Alabama, knowing that three players were involved in this thing. That would take, uh, that would take a lot of convincing. And I don't know that it's even possible. That's true. I'm thinking now, sorry, thought came into my mind. They're going to make a, watch them make a final four run and watch you see a puff piece on how they overcame the trauma of somebody being murdered. (laughs) Tom, that's coming. It's probably the 30 for 30 is coming out right now. Exactly. So the onion had a little video about 10 years ago and it's like, it was, it was so disturbing, but it was so real. It was, it was like, they did a fake article, like meet this basketball player who overcame the trauma of raping a female to become a basketball star at the school. And like that, that actually happens a lot of times. And so one of the great things about our society and one of the worst things about our society is that we want to forgive and it's great in some respects it can be really awful and over the top and a late nba basketball player comes to mind but i don't even want to go there so you probably know who i'm talking about of an incident that happened and um he is celebrated as if it didn't and i think that uh, is often left out of the narrative of course i'm referring to kobe bryant who i i I think a lot of as a player and as a worker, but I, I think it's odd that that Denver situation was just left out of the narrative when you tell the Kobe Bryant story. So uh, everyone, if you can hit that thumbs up button, we greatly appreciate it. Uh, the like button helps us get to more people. Go ahead and subscribe if you haven't to this point. And we have a major announcement coming up on the show that I'm super excited about when Fred White joins us. It's a football Friday with Fred, the former Tennessee safety. We're going to break down some of uh, Tennessee's prospects that are heading into the NFL. And there's some comparisons that I think are pretty apt. And Fred and I discussed this uh, throughout the week. There's a series of those. We've got Jalen Hyatt, Cedric Tillman up now. We'll have Hendon Hooker. Today we'll have Byron Young. We had Darnell Wright. And Fred gave me an absolutely great, great comparison when it came to Darnell Wright, and he said Chad Clifton, which I thought was absolutely a fantastic comparison. So let's get to it right now as I want to talk some Tennessee transfers. And the Vols didn't get rated nearly as highly as I would have thought they would have going back to December. Their class was rated barely in the top 25 by 247 Sports, and that leads us to Four Downs. Four Downs Now is brought to you by Vassie Lawn and Guard Man Alive. It's worth the drive. Four Downs. Four questions. Four answers. The Dave Hooker Show. Four. Four. Four Downs. A presentation of OffTheHookSports.com. All right, here we go. It's brought to you by Bassey Lawn and Garden. Uh, upcoming March the 16th, 17th, and 18th, it is their 
big beginning of the season sale, man alive. It's worth the drive. They'll save you a ton of money. I don't care if you're in Knoxville, Nashville, or Chattanooga. Get to Cleveland, Tennessee, because with their buying power, they've got the industrial mowers. They've got the commercial mowers. Residential as well. Everything you need to maintain your business or home. It is fantastic. Four downs. Tennessee rated number 25 in the nation by 247 Sports, the number 25 transfer portal class. First down. Disappointing? Yes or no? Caleb Calhoun. Disappointed in the ranking or the transfer port or Tennessee's transfer success? Um, in their success or lack thereof. Absolutely not. I think they did exactly what they needed to do in the transfer portal. I'm if you would have asked me earlier this week, I would have said yes, they should have tried to get a quarterback. But I've changed my tune on that, so I'm no longer the Joe Milton hater. <laughs> you uh, I'm not I've never been a Joe Milton hater. Um, so disappointed in the class i would say no i'm gonna agree with you however am i a little bit surprised that they weren't more active just eight transfers yeah i'm a little bit surprised i thought that tennessee would have uh, another wide receiver or two i think they have a good transfer class i think it's a sign that they're, they're pretty happy as a matter of fact, that'll lead us to third down. But I will tell you right now that I, I thought they would have more. And if you'd asked me this question off these eight transfers in December, I would have said that's a little disappointing. I don't think it's disappointing now based off the people I've talked to uh, behind the scenes about Joe Milton and uh, Nico. What is his uh, last name again, Nico? Iamaleava. That's very good. Ia Maleava. You can check out Jacob Warren and I practicing his name later today when the Vol Report brought to you by Vassie Lawn and Garden post on YouTube. Great conversation with him. So that's 25th in the nation. So let me ask you this leads us to the next question. Do you think that was uh, overly rated or higher rated third down than it should have been? Well, wait, what was second down? Sorry, I'm a little confused. Oh, no, no, no. We got the second down. I'm confused as well. <laughs> um, the key key the key pickup is if you had to just pick one. On paper, I should say Keenan Peely because he's gonna replace Jeremy Banks. I'm still going Dante Thornton, though. Because <laughs> that, that's just you like I'm Dante Thornton. I love Dante Thornton. I'm like I can't I can't believe that he is going to play slot in Josh Heupel's offense. This is gonna be insane to watch. <laughs> I, I I like it, but I like Squirrel White, I think, more than you. He's the fastest guy on the team. And I think that you're at best a 50-50 with transfer guys, right? So I'm taking the known commodity in Squirrel, and I will take Peely. I'll take Peely as the best pickup of this class. All right. I mean, I, I understand Peely. I'm with you. That's the that's the logical thing because Tennessee needs a linebacker with Jeremy Banks gone. And even if Keenan Peely is a little bit less athletic than Jeremy Banks, I think we all can expect that he's not going to be the problem that Jeremy Banks was. I don't see Keenan Peely starting a fight with Joe Milton over NIL money. <laughs> I wouldn't think so. Uh, just going into the quarterback room and saying, hey, what's up? Um, <laughs> uh, Tennessee should have taken a quarterback in the transfer portal. Um. I'm with you. Yes, they should have. 
but there's a caveat. I didn't tell you this for the show. I've changed my tune. Go ahead. Oh, yeah, that's right. I was a definite yes in December. Now I've thrown you all off. Because I believe in competition. But I want to say with caveat, you changed my tune to a degree from what we talked about yesterday, which is, and those boosters would be maybe a little bit upset if Josh Heupel brought in another quarterback with Joe Milton and then Nico Iamaliava is down to third string for this this year. So because of that thought, you know what? Thinking about with the boosters, no, they shouldn't have. I, I'm back to – I'm changing my mind. They shouldn't have taken a quarterback. I think not, too. And listen, the Dennis Dodd report that there were whispers that – uh, Nico wasn't living up to the billing, got me asking around. And I'm just going to tell you that there was, there's nobody that believes that on Tennessee's campus. And this isn't coach speak. I wouldn't say that about a Jeremy Pruitt, a Derek Dooley, or a Butch Jones, where I heard rumors that they were goofballs before we knew they were goofballs. I knew they were goofballs. I'm going to go ahead and tell you, Nico is not some guy that's showing up and there are whispers about he, he may not live up to the hype. Now I've, I've just thought about this way too long. Somebody else is reporting. Usually I don't care about somebody else's reporting, but I'll tell you this, this one kind of rubbed me the wrong way. Cause I was like, how can you do something in two and a half months? It's wrong. And my final take is, that someone told Dennis Dodd, watch out for Joe Milton. He's going to be really good. And maybe he ran with that as Nico's been disappointing to some point in the, the offseason. But I'm just telling you. I, I'm telling you, could he be a bust? Yes. Could he not be good? Yes. Could something happen? Yes. But as of right now, I'm going to go ahead and tell you that nobody on Tennessee's campus that I've spoke to is anywhere slightly concerned about what he's done to this point. So yeah, I mean, my gathering is the only reason that Joe Milton is going to get the job is because he wins it and also because the players want Joe Milton because they like him and you don't want to tear apart your locker room. But I think Nico, if Joe Milton wasn't on the roster, could easily start week one. I'm sorry. I I, I don't think it's possible he's going to be bad. <laughs> I'm, I'm that firmly on board with him. Well, I mean, goofy things like I mean, coaching change injury. I mean, I'm talking about weird, weird stuff. Yes, if he's healthy – and Josh Heupel's there, I think it's literally impossible for Nico Iamaliava to not succeed. Iamaliava. <laughs> You're going to get so sick of that. Uh, and I'm not doing any better, so don't call out Caleb as you guys have been doing on the message board because I'm not doing much better. So, uh, All right, the underrated player on Tennessee's board is... Transfer-wise, and that's fourth down. Oh, the underrated player on Tennessee's board. Now, i got to go back and think of all their transfers for a second, but I'm going to say... Can we go first? Yeah, you go You go first. Andre Keurig will start on the offensive line from the University of Texas. will start. Okay. By the way, that's another one that fills an immediate need. We could have named him along with Keenan Peely, funny enough. Um, I'm going to go the other way. I'm going to go Gabe Judy Lally at cornerback. Um, I think he will start at cornerback. I think it possibly could be by default because I think me and you could maybe start a cornerback for Tennessee, but <laughs> we don't need any speed at all. And, um, 
but I think he's got enough experience that yeah, I think I think he's the underrated one. His experience will help Tennessee a lot in this this year. Travis says the tight end who I think is a good one, McAllen Castles. McAllen Castles. Uh, 6'5", 240 pounds. I think this is going to be a pretty heavy Jacob Horn here. I'll just go ahead and tell you. So hit that like button. We appreciate that. Coming up, uh, by the way, Mr. Jones says Christian Harrison, Rodney Harrison's son. At He's not a transfer. Yeah, we were just talking about transfers. Um, and then Mr. Jones also has an acronym for Dodd. Dumb old dumb dumb. <laughs> and that's good work. I knew it would turn into that. Just because I disagree with a little bit of his reporting, maybe he knows something. Up the big CBS, I could, I could be wrong. I've been wrong. At CBS least. is CBS is mad they're losing the SEC guys. I've counted. I've been wrong three times since we started off the hook sports on June the sixth last year. Three times. No, probably a little bit more than that. AndyMasonRealEstate.com is where you need to go. But I admit I'm wrong. Andy Mason is never wrong when it comes to the home you need. Andy Mason has the best price and the best services. Go to andymasonrealestate.com. Do not make a mistake that could cost you thousands or tens of thousands of dollars. That's andymasonrealestate.com. In two minutes, Fred White and a special announcement that I am very excited about. Hang tight with us. He's Caleb Calhoun. I'm Dave Hooker off the hook. Sports is here. Our family has been creating jewelry since 1986, each piece unique with a story all its own. I'm Rick Terry with Rick Terry Jewelry Designs. I'm a jeweler, and I want to be your jeweler. We're grateful that you chose us to be Knoxville's best jeweler. My family and staff look forward to serving you. So please come see us, Kingston Pike and Campbell Station Road in the heart of Farragut and downtown on Gay Street, right next to the Tennessee Theater. Inflation has risen to the highest level in over 40 years, according to the April 2022 U.S. Inflation Calculator. Will your investments provide you the income you need in retirement? Are you losing purchasing power of your savings due to inflation? Simply stated, if the cost of goods and services are 8% higher and you're only earning 4% in your investments, that money buys you less of what you need. Right now is the time to act. Call Guardian Investment Advisors today. Hey folks, Gary Viles here. I want to personally invite you to North Knoxville's newest sports bar and restaurant. It's Big Orange Phillies, located in Black Oak Center. And yes, folks, it's happening in halls. Big Orange Phillies offers family-friendly environment with homemade meals and the best deli-style subs around. Billiards, darts, jukebox, shuffleboard, and cornhole, and a full bar. We also offer valet parking on weekends and during special events. We even have a covered back patio. It's happening at Big Orange Phillies. We want, we need, and we appreciate your business. Hi, Mike Davis here with City Heating and Air, reminding you to always dare to compare. Our team provides quality local heating and air service, installation, and maintenance across East Tennessee. We use only the best equipment like American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning for your residential, new construction, or commercial needs. Honesty, dependability, and customer satisfaction have been the cornerstones of our business since 1961. City Heat and Air. Dare to compare. Chattanooga, we're at it again. For the fifth year in a row, you voted us best of the best criminal and DUI law firm. And finalist for best law firm and best personal injury firm. Thank you for the love, Chattanooga. We won't let you down. Do you want to own the more that owns every job? Then get the Vassy Lawn and Garden in Cleveland and get you a Toro. I'm David Vassy, here to talk to you about Toro. 
With a Toro Zero turn, you'll get more out of every minute and you'll reach the finish line faster. At Bassies, we like to say, no matter if you're mowing three acres a week or 11 lawns a day, homeowners and business owners alike find confidence in equipment they can trust from top to bottom. Bassy Lawn and Garden, Highway 60 North in Cleveland. Man alive, it's worth the drive. Got cataracts? We can fix that. Never miss another moment. With a little help from Drs. Campbell, Cunningham, Taylor, and Hahn at CCTIs. Com. Um, who's this guy? Hello, wizard. The Dave Hooker Show. Ooh. A presentation of Off the Hook Sports. What? YouTube, Apple, Spotify, and the free Off the Hook Sports app. Back to Dave Hooker. Uh, let's get back to it. It's uh, Football Friday with Fred. Fred White, former Tennessee safety, joins us now. He's got the orange on. That means it's Friday. He's looking good. The man never ages like straight out of some sort of glamour magazine like gq he is that <laughs> guy good morning fred how are you you know what day my head wasn't already big you would have just made it bigger <laughs> fred's, fred's appearance brought to you in part by campbell cunningham taylor and han eye vision center done right my distance vision is absolutely tremendous and uh, the near vision is right there with it. So I'm about to drop these glasses all together thanks to my LASIK procedure. We've got my final uh, follow-up <laughs> next week, and I can't wait. Campbell Cunningham, Taylor, and Han, and you're going to love them. Local vision, because other people like fly, I don't know, doctors in from like the Philippines. I mean, just all over the place. Not literally the Philippines, but like seriously, Tampa. <laughs> and you don't even know them, and then suddenly they're doing stuff on your eyes, and they're like, hey, my name's Dave, and then they're like, yeah, yeah, I don't even want you to know my name. And they're doing stuff to your eyes. That's not the way it works with Campbell Cunningham, Taylor, and Han. LASIK cataract procedures, that's the way they work. They're awesome. Campbell Cunningham, Taylor, and Han. Fred, I think it's time that we make a special announcement, and I'm super excited to do this. Okay. So Fred and I have been working, and uh, obviously not on the cardio machines, but <laughs> we have been working, and we are excited to announce that there is going to be a feature, and it's going to be called Celebrate 98, and it's going to involve me and Fred. I'm window dressing. Fred is actually the, uh, the whole thing that puts it together. And um, we are going to have former players and coaches from the 98 team. And I mean, all the big names. And it's going to be on our YouTube channel, Off the Hook Sports YouTube channel. Uh, it, it is something that uh, I cannot begin to tell you how excited I am about. And Fred, you've done an awful lot of work in helping put this together. So we're going to uh, be able to begin this in April. And it is going to be fantastic. And I can't wait. I'm looking forward to it. Looking forward to some of those stories that you know, a lot of people don't know. You might, you may have heard a few here or there, but these these stories will be able to confirm it, and also kind of just get an idea and a sense of what these guys are doing, um, what they were thinking during that time period. And it's been 25 years, so you know some memories may, may not be the same, but some stories have gotten better. I guarantee it. Yes, and there is no bleeping FCC to get in the way of an Al Wilson interview. No way at all. Absolutely. 
<laughs> YouTube monetization might pun might punish you guys though. <laughs> That's true. We might have, that the Al Wilson video might not be on the monetization thing, but uh, we'll ask Al to watch his language. The only two people that I've had, he is second to Doug Atkins, the former Tennessee defensive lineman, to the amount of curse words that I had to clean clean up out of an audio interview. Alex, second all-time 25-year career, Fred. What do you think of that? You know, 25 years, man. Long time, man. Doug would say that bleeping George Hallis. You know, <laughs> but those are two guys who can get away with it. That's true. <laughs> I never reminded them that, hey, this is going to be on the radio. I just said roll with it. Because here's, here's the thing. I think everyone on the team realized how Al Wilson became the Al Wilson on the team. You know, it was a conversation in the locker room at that 1997 SEC championship. You know, and the leader of that team was uh, was Peyton Manning and Leonard Little. And oh, when you walked out get, of the locker room, no, when we walked out of that locker room. Everybody followed Al. There was nobody following anyone else but him. And that was it's been that way ever since. So, yeah, I mean, and, and the words that he used that night, I don't even remember if he can put the same sequence of words together. But if you were in that room, it cut like a knife and you felt every last syllable. And you've told me that the 98 National Championship team was, was basically born in that locker room in 1997, correct? Well, I think, I think that was the finishing touches. Okay. Because that class of 95 that we had, uh, myself, Al, Spencer Riley, uh, Chad Clifton, a lot of those guys, Peerless, we came into an already team that was amazing. That 95 football team was one of the best football teams I've ever been around, ever been associated with. And I have consistently said that was the best football team I've ever been a part of, even though we won the National Championship in 1998. And I, I still fight back and forth for years later. 20-something years later, I'm still thinking, could we beat them? Could 98 beat 95? It's a different battle, for sure. But it would be a heck of a football game. But uh, I think the process for us started in 95. But that 1997, in that locker room, it taught us how to win a championship. Because we had never won one up until that point. So we also felt like, you know what? We can get to the SEC championship game. That means we can win a national championship. That was our focus and our goal the next year. And you're right. It was born in that locker room. But I think that also helped us was we got our butts whooped by Nebraska in an Orange Bowl that same year. And when you came back to winter workouts, you realize, man, it's a whole different level of, of physicality that you can get to in order to be able to win a championship because they won the championship that year beating us in the Orange Bowl. It's true. All right, let's um, turn to more current balls, but we're excited to bring you Celebrate 98 uh, coming to the YouTube channel that you're watching near you. And I know some are watching on Vintage Orange, our partner, but be sure you subscribe to the Off the Hook Sports uh, YouTube channel and be sure that you uh, click that thumbs up button. Let's bring some more people in. If you have a question for Fred, go ahead and post that on the message board but let's begin if we can fred with uh you and i talked about some comparisons between uh former players and the players that are involved in the nfl combine right now and you gave me some 
some great insight as to some of those guys. And I want to say that with a caveat of comparing current players and former greats is always sketchy. You put pressure on the new players and you, you can kind of ask yourself, is, is, is it unfair? But in doing so, I'm, I'm curious when you see Hendon Hooker, let's kind of start with him and then we can uh, kind of go through them. When you see Hendon Hooker, I see a guy with a great deep ball mobility. I see a T Martin type of guy. Also, I think great leadership ability. How apt is that comparison? It's it's a great great comparison there. Because for one, did did anyone expect T to win a national championship mm-hmm. and 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 be as good as he was when Hendon Hooker came to UT? Did anyone expect for him to even start? Yeah. Right. No. Joe Milton was a starter, right? And he came in and he put up numbers upon numbers. And he he basically created his own story, kind of like T. Um when and, and the one thing that T didn't have the have the ability, well, the one thing T didn't have the opportunity for was for him to open up the offense from the beginning of the year. True. And that was different, that was just a different mindset in coaching, more so than anything. Um, but I, I look at those two and I say, you know, very similar. And Henry Hooker has a chance to go and, and be a good football player at the next level. And also, I think he'll play a lot on Sundays. I think this kid's going to be one of those that gets that opportunity to show that he can he can throw that deep ball, you know, anywhere against anyone and against the top level of talent. Uh, Fred, before I jump in, because I want to go to another one, I just want to say, I was I was an, I was part of the audience. I did not know about this this uh, segment you guys were doing either. A little disappointed. I thought you guys were going to tell me y'all were going to be DJing the Taylor Swift dance night parties that they're having in every city. And I- <laughs> we're doing that too. We're gonna we're gonna call Sterling Hinton, and we're gonna have some fresh mixes, as the kids say. Because the Taylor dance night is in Atlanta Sunday, and I just I thought you were going to be there, Fred and. <laughs> If Taylor Swift invites me herself, I'll be there. <laughs> nice. Fred, Fred was on with me one time when we had Ronaldo Woolridge, Swap yeah. Boy. I don't know yeah. if you remember this. Yeah. But, uh-huh. uh, I asked him, I said, do you plan all this out or do you just freelance? And everybody looked at me like an idiot. And it's not freelance. <laughs> it's freestyle. Style. Freelance is what you do when you write for somebody else in the journalism world. And I look like the <laughs> biggest square in the history of man. I might as well just, well, that rap is sure swell. <laughs> Swiper boy did not have great bars. I'm sorry. I, I got to go there. <laughs> See, that's hipper, what you just said is hipper than anything I could come up with. He, 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 did, he did not have great bars. <laughs> but hey. He, he was a producer. That's where you make the money at. That is true. That was during the era of Hurricane Chris, Soldier Boy, all those producers yep. coming out. And mm-hmm. so, um, so <laughs> moving moving on to, uh, I wanted to talk a little bit about, because um, I, I know you thought we were insane last week when we uh, were a little bit down on Jalen Hyatt, but we're not, we're even less fans this week, Fred, because of his 40 times, but who are some people you find Jalen Hyatt to be similar to that are former Halls? My comparison, I always go, I look at him, I see Peerless Price. Because of the deep ball aspect, I think Peerless may have ran better routes, um, intermediate routes, but the deep ball aspect, that was he's that one guy that can get open down the football field and he's going to catch that deep ball. 
And Pierce can get open on anybody. And I, I look at Jalen Hollis so he can do the same. I, I see the 4 4 140, and I really associate that with at least a 4 3 because of I watched his technique. I felt like his body moved before he moved his hand, which started the clock anyway. And huh. so his explosion wasn't full. I see him as running as a, a probably a 4 3 7. And, he, and when he comes to, if he runs at the, the Tennessee Pro Day, he'll probably run a 4 3 7. Um, but that speed he has is, is different. It's not a lot of guys out here that can do what he did and do what Peerless did. And Peerless had a really long career in the NFL. I see Jalen Hyde being able to do the same. Um, just because of the way he's used at UT, he has all the athletic ability that all the rest of these guys have. He was the top. But when you come and look at overall, he was the top receiver out of that group for his testing goals. Uh, with the standing long jumps, the, 40, the, 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 the vertical, and those type of things. That's what reminds me of what Peerless did. Peerless had that same explosion, and he can get open on you anyway. And, and that speed down the football field to be able to catch that deep ball, that's who Jalen Howard reminds me of if I had to go with any guy that played at UT uh, in the last 20 years, okay, 20-something years. I want to get to the other guys, but you said something that's really interesting because uh, your only job when the offseason begins and the end of the season is to learn how to do these drills. And the biggest one's the 40-yard dash, okay? And Jalen Hyatt said not before the 2022 season, but for the 2021 season, his his headspace wasn't in, in, in the right place. He said that publicly, mm-hmm. and he rededicated himself and committed himself to football. So when you say something like that, that he he made a mistake in his 40 time, and he gets to run it more than once, he pulled himself out with a hamstring issue. If I'm an NFL GM, I'm just going to be honest with you. I'm worried that he may be in that bad headspace again because he's had the offseason to work on it. Does that make sense? Yeah, but any time you're running, you're not going to get every technique correct. Okay. I mean, you, you can watch you can watch the fastest guy that ever ran, uh, Usain Bolt. He made mistakes in his, in his starts. A few times he just had enough speed to finish it out. Um, that's just happens it, regardless of how much you run, you're never gonna run a perfect race every time. And you can run your perfect technique and still run a slower time than what you ran before. It just it just works that way. It, it, I think it's I don't think he's in a bad headspace. I think it's more so he did a really good job with everything else. And a four four one is nothing to like wink your eye at. That's fast. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I know we're seeing defensive ends run uh, four three nine and everything, but th- that's still speed. If I was going, to, if I'm going to put him up against Nolan Nolan Smith from Georgia, I'm still going to put my money on Jalen Hyatt to win that race. No, I, I agree with that, Fred. Uh, obviously, I defer to football players when they're on the show about football stuff because I don't, I don't know. You've forgotten more football than I've ever learned in my life than I'll ever learn in my life, but. I had a hard time with the Peerless Price comparison only because I have such a soft spot in my heart for Peerless Price mm-hmm. because that was the first year I was watching Tennessee and it seemed like every single time y'all needed a score, <laughs> Peerless Price was the one to make the play. And he was a 5'11 receiver playing like a 6'4 wideout at the mm-hmm. time. And I'm mm-hmm. just, I, I could, I look back and I'm like, I, I'm, it, it was just, I, I, I had, he's, He's my favorite receiver ever to play at Tennessee. And I know Tennessee's wide receiver, you, but I just, mm-hmm. and sorry, I just had to, had to bring that up. I, I understand. And I, and I feel when I had that, I had a conversation with a few other people and that, that's what, that was my comparison. And that's what I see. I mean, practicing against peerless every day and everything. And here's the other thing. 
Carl Pickens is, is my favorite receiver to ever play at UT. Wow. Will always be. He's one of the best athletes to ever play the game at UT. Period. And I don't care what position it is. And I look at him, and I still see that Jalen Hyatt had five touchdowns against Alabama. And Alabama wasn't not, a not ranked non-ranked team; they were ranked in the top ten. And he had five touchdowns against Alabama. Six catches, five touchdowns. Hey, man, that puts you up there anyway. You got two safeties that are sitting right there that you're going up there against. That's going to be one's going to be a first round draft pick, and the other's going to be a second or third round draft pick. So you can't knock what he did. I, mean, I know the game has changed and the era is different. And Peerless Price did play on the national championship football team, was MVP, offensive MVP of that game. Yes. But what I see from those two, that's my biggest comparison. I can see that. I can see the speed difference, uh, how they separate from receivers. Peerless was really great at that. We've had a lot of really good receivers come through here. We've had none score five touchdowns on an Alabama football team, and they only had six catches. You I only had one win the Blitnikoff Award. Yeah. So you got to give – I got to give him that respect. Yeah. This I, is at the top of the chain now. So I, I'm giving Hyatt high, high a, a lot of love with that. But Phyllis is right there at the top of the chain. But I see Hyatt as being one – I mean, Peyton Manning is always going to be the best quarterback to ever play at UT, right? Somebody can come and throw more touchdowns than him, even throw for more yards. But he's still going to be – the best quarterback to ever play at UT. Yeah. I look at Jalen and I say he could be one of the best receivers to ever play. He won an award that said he was at least the best receiver in the country. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. Um, yeah, that, that Bolitnikoff award is a, a pretty special one. Um, so, some other guys, and you gave me a great comparison with Darnell Wright and Chad Clifton because I went mm-hmm. back and looked it up. Chad Clifton did play uh, both tackle positions as Darnell mm-hmm. Wright did. Chad Clifton would have been a Hall of Famer if not for Warren Sapp taking that cheap shot and breaking his pelvis. Um, I thought that was a fantastic uh, comparison, Fred, and one that uh, fit perfectly. I also wanted to to go the Byron Young direction because you were very hesitant to offer this one because he is a special, special player that we're getting ready mm-hmm. to talk about. <clears throat> but I did research actually this morning, and there's some similarities in the athletic ability. I'm not getting ready to call Byron Young this guy, and neither is Fred. Mm-mm. Okay. Mm-mm. But, th- <laughs> no. but there are some similarities with a guy named Leonard Little. Yeah. As mm-hmm. far as the ability, the size, especially – People may not realize, but when Leonard Little went through the combine, he was a lot lighter. He's about 20 pounds lighter than he played. Mm-hmm. And he also was that type of guy who'd never lost any speed with leverage around an offensive lineman. He never lost any speed. It was like he's running a straight line, but he's running the curl. So I know we're stepping on sacred ground here, Fred. That's even more sacred ground. I, 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 I it's know. even more sacred ground than Pyramus. I know. I know, but – you said it, and when I looked at and we're talking about two guys that are very raw, so we're not saying he's going to be Leonard Little, but there are comparisons. Comparisons in body type, comparisons in uh, speed, um, athletic ability. Uh, let me just say it this way, <laughs> all right? 
they do have very similar traits. Um, somewhat, I've been, it's hard for me to say athletic ability. I can't say that. I'm sorry. And I, I don't care who's watching. I don't care whoever sees this. Little Little is the probably the hands down the best player I've ever played with on the defensive side of the football. And one of the best athletes ever to play the game. Period. Like when I say we're talking about a 6'3, 240 pound guy who can run a 4340. And he showed it every week on the game. The only difference I have is that Byron has this a talent. And he's very raw. Can we see it on the football field? We can. But I've never seen him do any of the things that Little Little did. Right. I I haven't seen anybody do those type of things in a long time. I mean, we watched Jadavion Clowney at South Carolina do some of the things that Leonard was doing back in the early mid-90s, but not to that level still. You know what I mean? I still look at Leonard Little and say if he didn't play linebacker for first and second down in 1997, you put him on the defensive end, I think we win the championship two years in a row, 97 and 98. It's just my opinion. He was that much of a difference maker. And if you ask any player that played on our football team, if Leonard Little was, was a difference maker, I guarantee if you put him at defensive end, there is no way we're going to win that championship. Period. Love it. That is great stuff. Go for it, Caleb. You're in. I got to I gotta take a breather. <laughs> no, I never even thought. Yeah, I forgot about him playing middle linebacker during the part. It's, it's because it was absolutely stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Man, could you imagine if you could add Al Wilson at middle linebacker and Leonard Little at defensive end? Yeah, all together the whole year. And I will say, and Fred's got his arms Ooh. in the air. I will say this: the media did get it right that year. We said it from the get. We said, no, 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 do not play him at Mike. And I think John Chavis, to a large extent, just wanted to do that to prove that he could. <laughs> I, I think so too. But dude, man, well, you just don't know. You have no idea. If Little Little is playing, man, listen, if you can go back and watch all of those games, just on third down, just watch him. Don't watch nobody else. Oh, yeah. On third down, just watch Leonard. Yeah, he's he's one of those players that you watch the game and you watch him at the same time. I at used to say that time. about NASCAR with Dale Earnhardt Sr. in the race. You would always man, watch Sr. as well. Being in the secondary, you knew one thing. It's third and whatever. Hey, man, we got little, little coming and going against. I don't care who your offensive guard, your offensive tackle is over there. You better put two people over there because he's going to get you a quarterback. And we know it. And the ball is coming out fast. And we're going to be coming. We knew it. (laughs) If he had just played, if we had that guy playing defensive end on first down, second down, and third down, it changes the game that much. He is a, he's like a generational player, like one that you won't see for a long time. So that's why it's hard for me to say Byron Young and then put Leonard Little in the same. And he was also the meanest football player I ever played with. Yeah, meaner than Al. He would, hands down. Wait, Al is like a. If, if we're going on a scale of one to ten, football player mean, Al is like a ten and Leonard's like a fifteen. 
Ouch. Uh, let's, uh, Kayla, Kayla, I want you to jump in there. Portions of the program brought to you by Azul Beer Company, xulbeer.com. Parking downtown. You just don't have that in Knoxville. And worldwide award-winning craft beer, zulbeer.com. You're going to love it. Great merch as well. Zulbeer, xulbeer.com. Kayla? Uh, Fred, uh, staying on the uh, players of the Combine, um, the other receiver that I think is a better pro prospect than Jalen Hyatt, I think he's a potential first rounder. I mean, not a first rounder. I think he has first round talent. Excuse me. Um, mm-hmm. Is Cedric Tillman? Who do you see Cedric Tillman being similar to? You know, I, and I said this before. Body wise, I'm looking at um, I'm looking at a Kelly Washington body wise, but this, the route running ability of Cedric Wilson. Those are the two people I would look and say, okay, he's a combination of the two. I don't know if we've ever had one that's just a one like him. You know what I mean? Um, I can go with um, kid was from Virginia. Um, got hurt against Florida. I can't remember his name right now. But um, out of UT guys, that's I will put a, a blend of, of two guys together to say that's him. Um, Cedric Wilson ran some of the best routes you can, you can find, and this kid runs some really good routes, strong, and can finish. And that's I think that was Kelly Washington also. So. He can put up a lot of big numbers and those type of things. And I look at Cedric Tillman and I see an NFL guy who can play for a long time and can potentially be a star. Now, the difference between the two that I see, I don't know if Jalen's ever going to be a number one receiver. I don't know if that's the case. I think he's better when he has another guy on the opposite side of him that can go as well. And, I, and I'm saying that not as a knock. I'm saying when you get to the NFL, it's – one or two things you got to have really great at. You can be good at catching that deep ball or be good at running a route running, right? You can eventually develop into that other part of it as well. But I think when you have both of those things already when you're coming out, I think Cedric Tillman brings those both to the table. But that doesn't make one more valuable or less valuable than the other because every team has to have that same thing. You look at the Kansas City Chiefs when they had um, Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill doesn't run all the greatest routes, but he has so much speed he can open up open up a defense at any point, and they can open up things for other guys underneath. I think that's what Jalen Hyatt has. You got to have one that can take the top off the defense. He can do that, and you got to have another who can run all the intermediate routes and be very good at doing those things. I think that's what T- Tillman is good at. I wish we got a chance to see both of those guys healthy for an entire season. I really think we would have been bowling in the national championships um, if we had both of those guys healthy all season. I think they can both get to the next level and do a really good job. But usually the guy who is the number one guy on any team, most of the time, unless you're Tyreek Hill, um, is the guy who can run the better routes. But it doesn't take away from being the other guy on the opposite side of the football team, on the opposite side of the field. Hey, uh, I think people get confused sometimes by the definition of uh, a number one receiver. To me, from the the coaches that I've talked to in the NFL and scouts, uh, a number one receiver, correct me if I'm wrong, Fred, you played safety, obviously, is one that dictates coverage, one that you have to be concerned about. And I don't think Jalen Hyatt dictates coverage. Is that a Mm -hmm. good way to put it? Yep. Mm -hmm. All right. So I look at I look at Peerless Price, and I'm not going. He was the number one receiver for our team in, in college. He got to the NFL, and we're talking about these guys moving on. And this is not a big or not. This is just the truth. I think when Peerless Parrish got to the NFL, he had a guy by the name of Eric Moles who was already a number one receiver on the opposite side of him. Oh, that's right. And that made a big difference in him being able to get open because you're not guarding that that double team every play. 
And that's what, you know, a number one receiver is going to get. You look at a Julio Jones and you had Roddy Wright. When he first came to the NFL, Roddy Wright was getting, getting all the double teams. Toward the end of Roddy Wright's career, it was Julio Jones getting all the double teams. And Roddy Wright was the guy who was a, you know, the one-on-one guy now. So that's what you have in, the, in these guys. And I look at him and I say, I think Tillman could be that guy who, who could end up being in one because he does all those things right. He does all the route running, those types of things. Now, Jalen, I think Jalen is more of the two guy who if he has another guy on the opposite side, you got to be able to – you can't. You don't want to necessarily not cover him one-on-one, um, um, double-team him, but you got a better chance of double-teaming the other guy because he's going to be the guy who can keep the chains moving. That's a high percentage pass as opposed to throwing a deep ball, which is a lower percentage pass. Brett, if people need insurance in the Georgia area and soon to be Tennessee, but now for Georgia, how do they get in touch with you? You know what? You can give us a call. Well, first, you can hit our website, and you can check out some of the nice things that we do have, that we offer. It's fredwhiteallstate.com. Um, you can also give us a phone call at 770-381-0367. Um, we'll be willing to help with any insurance questions that you have, whether it be life insurance, business insurance, or either home and auto bundling. Um, we look forward to helping you guys, and give us a call, and we'll do our best to earn your business. Love it. He is uh, Fred White. Thank you, Fred. Have a, a blessed weekend. We'll talk to you soon. All right, man. You guys have a good one. Thank have you. Go Vols. Fred's sporting the orange on a Friday, and the Vols play today. Portions of the program brought to you by City Heating and Air Conditioning. City Heat and Air Integrity Matters. That's when you need integrity is when that HVAC unit, when it gets hot, may go down. Well, City Heating and Air Conditioning can take care of you. Uh, Caleb, so Tennessee in the uh, tournament this afternoon. What do you expect against Missouri? And for the remainder of the tournament, can Tennessee make a run here? I think they can make a run, but I think they can make it by default because, again, I think nobody really cares about this tournament. I think with Tennessee and Missouri, I expect lots of – do the rim shot, Dave. Do it, do it, do it. Oh, I don't have it ready. Oh. Sorry, I dropped it. Okay, hold on, hold on. Let's – Really draw this out. All right, go. With Tennessee, Missouri, I expect a lot of. I didn't have it up. (laughs) Yes, a lot of three balls that don't hit. How about that? Because Tennessee was hitting yesterday. They're not going to hit today. I don't think the rim shot's supposed to go after the joke. I'm not entirely sure where the joke was. All right, he's Caleb Calhoun. We'll have coverage of the balls coming up and a person with Tennessee actually discusses the Dennis Dodd whispers that Nico's not living up to the hype. We'll have that over the weekend and we'll have a breakdown of spring practice coming up. Go to offthehooksports.com. Have a fantastic weekend, everyone. Stay safe. He's Caleb Calhoun. I'm Dave Hooker. This has been a presentation of Off the Hook Sports. Hello, it is Ryan and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, full work, limited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.